Starfish. Mary Contrary, what are we doing today? We have a great story. We're coming upon the anniversary now of the election, right? So I thought I would put a good story in here about a fellow named Artem Lifshitz. It's... That's a great name. Lifshitz. It sounds like that Dr. Dr. Lipschitz on the Rugrats. Oh, shit. You know, I don't know that character. (laughs) (laughs) He was like Mr. Know-it-all about everything about babies, which Artem Lifshitz, the guy we're talking about, does not know anything about babies as far as I know. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't look like it now. So... Yeah, totally different people here. So Yeah, so this story has to do with the election. Super fun. Uh Oh, that's always a fun, scary topic. I always get the internet people yelling at me about that. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know all the trolls are always out there about this. It's such a sensitive subject. It is. I like talking to them, but they usually just don't want to listen much. So they have their own ideals. So this one does not have a happy ending. I'm just going to put that out there in the beginning, unfortunately. So just to be prepared for that. Some of the ones that we do have a happy ending, but not very many, unfortunately. Where they catch the criminal and the criminal's now in jail or whatever. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This guy's still roaming around. Yeah, he's still hanging out. Awesome. Hanging out. So this comes to us from Russia, which is just one of my favorite countries in the whole world, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, Russia. I know. I just don't know what to say about that. But anyway, so this story is about Artem Lifshitz. He's a Russian national that was involved in creating social media accounts that interfered with the 2020 election. And so what he did was he stole American identities like drivers, license pictures, etc. to open up a bunch of Bitcoin trading accounts to get cash. We've talked about Bitcoin before in our past episodes, right? So that kind of stuff, it's hard to trace, right? Because it's not like you're opening up like Bank of America or Wells Fargo accounts. So this (laughs) is cryptocurrency. Yeah. So that's how they gathered all their money to create this whole thing. Wow. I'd heard of the trolls, right? right? The Russian trolls. Yeah, we talked. But I didn't know they did all this. These are the kind of the Russian trolls that we're talking about today. Because I was curious during this whole last election thing, because you heard blurbs here online on social media all the time about Russian trolls that people were interacting with or posting misinformation and all sorts of garbage on the internet. Well, some people were buying it. Right. So I don't know how they got about, you know, went about getting the identities of Americans. I'm sure it's pretty easy to do, especially if you're a cyber criminal in Russia. Yeah. So anyway, this project it was apparently called a project, right? I guess that's what they call things yeah. there. Um, project Lacta. I think it's Lacta. Lacta. Project Lacta. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like Melania Trump. That's my Melania. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. So I'm going to do the best I can to pronounce some of this stuff. I mean, I'm not not a Russian. I never studied Russian, so. (laughs) It's okay, Mary Contrary. We love you. It's okay. (laughs) So so he was born in 1992. So he's really young. He's like 27. Wow. Jeez. I saw a picture of him, and he looks like he's 15. <laughs> oh, like he's... well, those are the trolls, the best trolls I out know. there. Um, he studied Bachelor of Economics at St. Petersburg State University hmm. in Russia, and then he applied to work on the uh, Project 
Lachta in 2015, <laughs> soon after graduating. So beginning around January 2017 is when he became the manager of the quote-unquote translator department, which whatever that means, maybe he studied English to like learn how to troll people in America. Right, like maybe right. I heard they gave priority to people who spoke English because you can tell if they don't speak English. So maybe that's what that was about. Right. Yeah. I'm like, so where did he go in America? Like, did he go to like Kentucky or something to learn all this? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> he just watched uh, our television, probably. Yeah, probably. Maybe you know. soap operas. I don't know. Well, that's how Mila Kunis said she learned English was watching like The Price is Right. So. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little factoid in there. So maybe <laughs> maybe that's what he was doing. So he engaged in social media campaigns basically designed to stoke the political division among Americans that we saw. And he is alleged to be responsible for much of their influence operations. So he's a mm. one of those little bastard ones that get in there and you know make people mad with stuff that he posts. Right. Little influencer man right. from Russia. Right. Yeah, so this has been going on for a while. And he was part of like this big ring of them. The people involved in this were Yegevi Prigozhin. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and it's spelled, you know, if you're a Russian out there, I'm sorry. Y-E-V-G-E-N-I-Y. And it's hmm. uh, P-R-I-G-O-Z-H-A-I-N, okay? Was one of them. And then Elena Kushanova, she was kind of the account manager for this whole project. Oh. Yeah, so we'll get more on her in just a second. And then there was a few others, Anton, Daria, Andre, Durkock. I, I can't do their last names, I'm sorry. So <laughs> we'll just go with that. <laughs> I want all their last names I right know. now. I'm like, I think we should just put them in the article and people can just read them. And Yeah. So what he did was he conspired with other members of this project group to obtain means of identification of real U.S. persons. Then they used that to open up fraudulent accounts at banking and cryptocurrency exchanges and the victims names so unfortunately i tried to look up like the victims of this because i'm sure people would notice if like you went to your bank and all of a sudden they're like oh you have all these other accounts or you know i'm sure it's going to show up on their credit or something i don't know maybe people don't pay attention to their credit i do but i wasn't able to find like any names out there that were affected by this but i'm sure that sucks when you have to deal with identity fraud Right. I think he was making money with the cryptocurrency, so I'm sure he was making quite a bit of money for himself on the side. Like, not only for this, but on the side, too. So the fraudsters used this personal information, so they registered accounts on cryptocurrency exchange to other online services. His Bitcoin addresses associated with him were used from March 2017 to April 2019. And then it has like all these other different like ones. It's crazy. And then the criminals use mainly Facebook and Twitter to post all their mm-hmm. all their misinformation. So the law enforcement identified the social media accounts used by them. Finally, in August of 2019, they kind of honed in on this people so they were posting about a wide range of topics including gun rights lgbtq issues the black lives matter movement they were using sophisticated methods to obfuscate the origins of their social media activity including the use of virtual private servers software enabling anonymous communications and single user burner email accounts so you know obviously this is really hard to track these assholes you know, like, right. And this was all coming from like the Department of Justice. If you go there, you can kind of read all about this case. But it took the US government a while to try to track these jerks down, you know, right? Like this guy wasn't even indicted until 2020. It's crazy. It was like a minute before this 2020 election. I was like, wow. 
barely heard about I know, this. and it's like you heard blurbs about like how the Russians were out there. Well, these are the jerks doing it. Right. So in addition, they formed a Facebook group for a fake nonprofit organization in Ghana called Eliminating Barriers for the Liberation of Africa, which is pretty shitty. So they- right? Sounds all yeah, great. Yeah, it sounds like a legit great social <laughs> yeah. media. And so they used it to reach the black American population. That was according to the complaint from uh, the Department of Justice. So Facebook shut down that group in March of 2020. And then in September 2020, Facebook reported that they were again using sham accounts and fake news sites to spread disinformation ahead of the November elections. It's like endless. They just keep doing this. The social media company said it removed 13 accounts and two pages from its platform in August that links them to this group. And then Twitter removed several accounts from its platform. I mean, some of the social media platforms were kind of catching on to that and getting rid of their junk. But it's so easy now to like go out there and create like fake accounts and it fake, is way you know, too fake easy. emails. You know, so many people can do that. So it's like easy for them to just go in and do whatever. They right. probably have a whole cyber criminal group doing it. Well, and then I think they were getting these people's names from those groups. So they befriend the people in the groups. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and they'd be like, oh, you know, I saw this little mini story about how they offered businesses discounts and stuff. They said, oh, we'll give your code out if you make a custom codes for for us, you know, like a promo code or whatever, and we'll market it for you as long as you give us your email list. So I was like, ah, you shouldn't have to give them your email list in order for your promo codes to work. Right. So... Right. That's the idea of a promo code is that you don't have to give right. them your list. That, that's, so don't give random strangers on Facebook your email no, list. don't ever do that as a business. <laughs> and, I, you know, unfortunately, that's how a lot of just from my personal experience with online business, it's really important to build customer email lists, right? Because then you get right. repeat customers, you can send them discounts, you can send them, like you were saying, the promo codes, and then you'll get more business and people will buy more from you if you do that. But unfortunately, some of these business owners out there weren't paying attention and gave information to these bad people like this so be really careful i was really careful about that with my customers information in the business that i did i made sure that it wasn't getting into other people's hands for this very reason like you know i don't want someone to have an identity fraud case because that's so expensive and it messes your whole life up or it can you know depending what you do and and so it's just unfortunate that you know, that was going on with these jerks. And, you know, they actually also engaged in political and electoral interference operations, even within the Russian Federation. They were doing it in the European Union and Africa, as well as Ukraine. So, yeah, they, yeah, yeah this project is huge. It employs hundreds of people and they have like a multi-million dollar annual budget. And it's all funded by the criminal activity and by this Russian oligarch by the name of, I am going to spell this one out. Because I want these fuckers to know who they are, okay? <laughs> it's not Putin. No, but... I was hoping it would be Putin. It's close. So it's Eugenie... Is how it's... Yugivni, Yugivni, Yugivni? Yugivni? Yeah. yeah. Um, Progeshin. I'm, I'm sorry. I can only do pierogies, okay? But it's, it's spelled Y-E-V-G-E-N-I-Y, first name. And the last name is P-R-I-G-O-Z-H-I-N. He's an associate of the Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is known oh. as Putin's chef, whatever the hell that means. Oh, I'm right. Like, huh, so it is connected to these people. Hmm. Of course, of course. They're so evil. I know. 
they're trying to meddle with all kinds of people. I found on Twitter, actually, a little snippet from the COJ thing, how they said how they would do it as the specific types of things that they wanted people to post. Because you said that this was a million dollar mo- uh, yeah, operation. They would yeah. pay some of the people, they said, at the very top. Like, I watched this documentary about this a long time ago. They would pay some of them a lot of money, like more than doctors, more than lawyers, if you spoke English, and you could go into Facebook. And so this is one of the things that was like CNN commenter Rhino likened the Trump administration to a brothel mass media criticism accused CNN of yet another lie. So this was like their tactic. They would have you come in that day, give you something like this, and they would say, state that during past elections, namely this mainstream media, which supported Hillary Clinton's candidacy for the U.S. president, almost 100% disseminated fake news. So it was like, Trump was saying that, you know, all of a sudden he was attacking CNN, and I'm like, this is exactly what they were saying to do on Facebook. And I remember on Facebook at the time, it was like, all these people all of a sudden had the same opinion. You could feel it. You could definitely feel it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And here's the crappy part of this. Like, this is the part that's not the happy ending. Even though our government is like, okay, we're going to indict you on these charges. And I think he could face a penalty of like a maximum of 20 years in prison for this if he was ever extradited. So the problem is Russia doesn't allow its citizens to be extradited to the United States to face any type of trial. So if you remember, like, that's where Snowden's hiding out, what the right? Snow- Snowden right. went there. So, which is like totally ridiculous. It's unlikely that any of these people are actually going to get turned over. And right. Russia is so right. corrupt. I'm sure they just love it. So they don't care. They're like, yeah, right. keep opening up social media accounts and posting stuff. It's basically made it so that it's legal to commit crimes against the United States or against other countries if you're not going to let your people be extradited for crimes against other countries. Well, and what blows me away is like an act like that, like really like trying to interfere with like another country, especially the United States, you would think like that's like like an act of war, right? It is an act of war. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Do you want us to go blow your shit up or what? No, what they want to do is destabilize all these other countries like you see it very specifically with ukraine because they're right next door to them and they're trying to take them over and that was the whole deal with biden and how we were involved in ukraine's democracy building because russia's trying to take them over well in being involved in their democracy building that's why trump said we won't give you money unless you do this thing for us that's why it was impeachable because it was had to do with elections that's against federal elections but anyway they try to create divisiveness The main goal of this was to create interference and operations targeting the democratic countries where they're trying to ruin our democracy. They're trying to divide us so that we will become weak, which is what's happening, right? You see our democracy crumbling and that's their goal. They want that to happen so they can come in and take over. And that's what they're doing with Ukraine. And that's what they're doing with a lot of other countries. It's really scary. Russia is a scary place. And for the people who think Russia is so great, you don't know what you're talking about. It is a scary, dangerous right. place. They're trying to take over. He's like, I don't know. It sounds a little Hitlery to me. I mean, I hate to bring that guy up. Right. No kidding. <laughs> every, every time there's an evil. How about Mussolini? Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Well, they're all kind of Napoleon. I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible dictators of the world. And Putin's one of them. He clearly funded this thing and put it together and basically just told this guy, his chef, whatever, go do this. And this Artem Lifshitz guy is just one person in the cog. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's just one 
Or one cog in the He's machine. just like a few that they've been able to identify. I don't think right. they'll ever be able to identify each one individually. Just the bigger players, probably. The ones that are the heavy hitters that they figured out just by however FBI does their investigations or the U.S. government, whatever they're doing there. Right. And so what? So we can indict these people, but we can't do anything about it. So now it's up to social media right. to do something about it. We have to count on Mark Zuckerberg to deal with our democracy issues right now it's really scary that is super scary (laughs) to like it's not gonna do anything no i mean i I don't think any of them are and i don't know if you realize this i'm gonna bring this up because i was so impressed by this company the company lush and i actually was shopping there yesterday and Hmm. i talked to them and they told me they've gone off social media completely Because of cyberbullying, they're taking a stand against all social media. And that's a big deal because companies, like, they make millions of dollars on their social media accounts. It's a whole Mm -hmm. nother side of business nowadays. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, a huge revenue source for that company. And, I mean, their products are expensive, but they're really good. I like them. I'm always going to be a customer Mm -hmm. of them. They've completely taken their entire company off social media. Because of the cyberbullying and this kind of bullshit, you know, like other country... Yeah little cyber criminals getting in there and getting rich off of this crap and trying to cause... And interfering with our elections? Holy crap. Scary what they can do. Oh, 100%. I wish there was a way to come after these countries for this. I mean, I know we don't like to have war as an answer, but Jesus, like, I don't know what a good solution to this would be. I know. I mean, the United States put sanctions on them, but basically sanctions, what's like, eh? Okay, that's not that big of a deal. They're just not invited to special events like the G20 and stuff, and we won't protect them in a time of war. It's just not really that big of a deal, a sanction. Essentially, maybe might make their economy a little bit worse, but not really. They're fine on their own. Well, and it's like... Stealing our money in other ways. Yeah, I mean, they can get in cryptocurrency, which is like totally anonymous. So that's another danger of that. That's a whole nother thing. Actually, that's how they got caught, was that it's not as anonymous as we thought. Hmm. I was reading in the DOJ thing that that's why they used it is because they thought it was anonymous. But it turns out the IP and the location, but mostly the IP at a minimum, of the person making the transaction and then of the person who's cashing in the transaction are both publicly available. That's what the blockchain is. I kind of got... A little bit of an education of it while reading. The whole DOJ thing is like 150 pages. It's big. It is huge. I was like, I normally don't like to research too much so that I can be surprised, but this one was so fascinating. (laughs) I was like, how on earth did all of this happen without us knowing? So the blockchain is supposed to provide that transparency that the cryptocurrency tries to hide. Yeah. So the cryptocurrency is still, in my opinion, a little evil because it's like criminals use it. But the blockchain is supposed to prevent that. So we'll see how well it works. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. I guess we'll just have to keep watching this and see how the U.S. will deal with Russia in the future. But man, I mean, I would want to exclude him from everything, really. Putting sanctions on trading, that would hurt him, too, you would think. Yeah, I don't know how much we do with Russia. They're pretty self-sufficient. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I really don't know the details of it. But yeah, I know. I think it's pretty low level of stuff that we can do. Which is a bummer. That is a bummer. And it's like, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, too. If you start a war with a country like that, you could end up starting war with other countries like China or other big, big ones, you know? So it's kind of a delicate balance, like our foreign diplomacy. I bet you that if Russia decides to try to invade Ukraine, we'd go over there and interfere. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. This is scary, though. Let's get into another war with Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Cold War, but still... 
Yeah. 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 It's kind of scary stuff. So, yep. Scary ending and no happy ending on this, unfortunately. These jerks are still out there probably living in their lavish lifestyle in Russia, whatever that is. Yeah. Really. Well, good one. Mary Contrary. And a few days away from the one year anniversary of the insurrection on the capital of the United States. So remember, this was all about the election. Right. And this was what they were doing. Yeah. So Russia not just meddled in our election. It's an assault, a war on our democracy. You're absolutely right. So vote, people, vote. Be careful what you listen to. (laughs) Yeah, that too. God. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.